Hey Blurdy Tribe, it's your girl Naja B from the gaming blog Blurdy Otome, the place to go for Otome and visual novel news and reviews with a dash of black girl magic. Today I'm bringing you guys a review of the boys love dating sim My Dangerous Life, or as I like to call it, Fuck Boys in the City. For those of you that don't know, My Dangerous Life was first released back in 2018 for mobile devices under the name He and My Dangerous Life and follows a college student named Hinata who travels to New York to fulfill his lifelong dream of studying abroad. His dream becomes a nightmare when in the span of just one day, he is spindled out of his apartment and a complete stranger steals his identity and enrolls at the university in his place. At a loss for what to do, Hinata is approached by a group of handsome men who offer to help him by giving him a place to stay at their shared apartment, and so begins his dangerous new life in the big city. Upon its original release, the game's translation left much to be desired, and not wanting to let such a phenomenal story go to waste, the powers that be teamed up with Giku Games to overhaul the localization for a Steam release. Full disclosure, I bought this game without having read the synopsis or the character bios, I just saw the pretty art, the BL tag, and that it was on sale for $9.09. The perfect alignment for an impulse buyer such as myself, and I threw my money down. So. I can't blame anyone for not vetting this game. This is all on me. Um, and surprise, surprise, this game isn't exactly high art, but there's some enjoyment to be had from a bad game and My Dangerous Life is a train wreck that I just can't help but watch. Uh, so the story. Hinata has always dreamed of leaving Japan to study abroad in New York City, and he finally gets his chance to when he's accepted into one of the city's elite universities. They never quite say what the university is called. I like to think it's NYU, but... You know, they just call it university with a capital U. So he packs up his bags and heads to the Big Apple. But what is supposed to be a dream come true quickly turns into a nightmare. In the span of just one day, Hinata is swindled out of his new apartment and he discovers that a complete stranger has stolen his identity and used it to enroll in the university in his place. Hinata is now stranded alone in New York City and is at a complete loss for how to deal with the situation. While contemplating his next move, Hinata is approached by a handsome stranger who offers to help reclaim his identity and offers to let Hinata stay his apartment. When Hinata arrives, he discovers that there are two other hotties living there too, but all is not what it seems with his new roommates. Each of them is hiding a secret of their own. Now Hinata has to navigate living under one roof with these dangerous men. So there are three characters in the main cast. There are three romanceable characters, and that's Chad, Brad, and Alan. And I'm going to forever be upset with the fact that Alan's name does not rhyme with Chad and Brad. They had a perfect opportunity to come up with some random name to match with Chad and Brad, and they just, they blew it. They went with Alan, which is so white bread, I don't know what else to say. So you've got Chad, the suave con man, Brad, this really fun-loving gangster, and Alan, who is like a jack of all trades, he's a college student slash landlord slash assassin. And the main premise is that these guys are all dangerous and you have this innocent bunny named Hinata who just has to interact with them in the big city and he has no idea what's in store for him. So let's go to the character breakdowns. Chad is the suave con man. Chad is a con man who hides his true feelings behind his charming smile. Street smart and debonair, Chad always seems to be one step ahead of everyone else. And he will take up any job, no matter how dirty, so long as there's money involved. Chad feels sympathetic towards Hinata and offers to help him reclaim his identity and see to it that the culprits are punished accordingly. He's initially drawn to Hinata's innocence often going out of his way to comment on how cute he is and teasing him. Chad is very open with his affection for Hinata, even going so far as to sneak into his bed the very first night. He stays with them, 
which isn't creepy at all. It's just how we greet each other in America by sneaking into each other's beds. He then proceeds to fondle and pet Hinata every chance he gets with absolutely no regard for his feelings, though I will give Chad some credit. He does stop when Hinata says no. So, you know, no means no. Consent. Chad really gets off on the thrill of the chase and at one point in the story he spends the better part of the day literally chasing Hinata around New York City because he was just quote and this is a direct quote from Chad himself begging to be chased by him. Chad despite his easy smiles and good nature facade comes off extremely predatory and creepy often treating Hinata like a child He never says what he means, so it's really hard to tell if he's being truthful. And there's this really awkward scene in the game where Chad finds out that Hinata is a university student. And the first thing he says is, oh, I thought you were a child. I thought you were much younger. And this is after he crawls into bed with Hinata on the first night. So I'm going to let that just sit there and you guys can fill in the blanks on that one. Um... But his route, he's a con man, so he swindles people for a living. That's just, that's just who he is. But his route is just so convoluted that it's really hard to follow what's going on most of the time since Chad pretty much just does whatever the fuck he wants without bothering to share his thoughts with, the, you know, thoughts with the rest of the class. And it, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. One minute he's offering to help Hinata reclaim his identity and get into university and the next he's taking him to a casino to teach him how to win at poker and from there they're running to some rich businessman's house to swindle him out of his money none of it really makes sense and it's it's really hard to form a connection with chad because they the story never really takes the takes the time to flesh him out as a character so that we know who the heck he is and why he does what he does. He's just this mysterious figure from start to finish who just likes to fondle Hinata whenever the spirit moves him. And Hinata, for the most part, either rebuffs his advances or just says, okay, this is fine, sure. Or my favorite is when he gets turned on by the attentions from Chad. And I just, I don't understand because there is no real lead up to the romantic um feelings in this game it's just like one minute he doesn't like chad and the next minute it's like i love him with all of my heart and it's not okay it's not good not good at all um this is probably the most frustrating route for me and i'm a little upset that it was the first route that i played because it does not this is not the route that you should play if you want to introduce yourself to this game this is not the one it's terrible um so chad (laughs) we're just gonna put Chad on the shelf for a minute so the next character is Brad who's this fun-loving gangster uh Brad is the leader of the street games gang 6-6 and I can't help but think that this was a this was a really big missed opportunity for the writers they really should have gone with 6-9 uh but you know alas I'm not in that writer's room so I can't say anything but uh when he isn't running running with his street crew, Brad serves as the middleman at a bar that caters to the city's criminal underground. Despite his rough around the edges appearance, Brad is actually a pretty cheerful and upbeat guy. He's, he's a true bro. Brad the bro. <laughs> he's quick to laugh and not above having a good time. And I really, like, I really did like Brad. He was just really great. Um, unlike Chad, who spends the first half of his route chasing Hinata around the city and fondling him inappropriately. Um, this route starts with Hinata getting kidnapped by 
the guy who steals his identity. And it starts off with Brad saving him from this like abandoned apartment where he's like tied up and gagged and about to be stabbed to death. And after Brad saves him, he offers to become Hinata's personal bodyguard, even inviting him to stay at his apartment so he can keep a better eye on him. And he really just comes off as this nice guy who saves him from certain death or torture. It's not clear. And he offers him a safe haven to just relax and get his bearings before he leaps off and tries to figure out what's going on with his university admissions and everything like that. And, but like everyone else in the game, uh, Brad is immediately smitten with Hinata and vows to make him his lover by any means necessary. But thankfully, aside from some light flirting, he respects Hinata's boundaries, which after the Chad route is a welcome change of pace. Brad's relationship with Hinata is much more relaxed and we actually get to see the two of them hanging out and interacting in the same way you'd expect friends to behave. The chemistry between him and Hinata is perfect because the story actually took the time fleshing out both characters. I was much more invested in their relationship than I was with Chad. I actually wanted Brad and Hinata to get together. I mean, Brad's not the greatest guy either, but he's a he's light years ahead of Chad. Chad is terrible. Um, and then last up is Alan, the handsome assassin. And not gonna lie, for an assassin, his route was kind of boring. And I think this was the route that they wanted you to play first because it's, it's pretty tame in comparison to the other two. Um, by day, Alan is an attractive college student who is practically perfect in every way. But by night, he's an elite assassin who caters to the city's underworld. Alan is also the owner of the apartment building that he, Chad, and Brad live in. And when he learns about Hinata's housing situation, he offers to let him stay with them, though he does warn Hinata not to snoop around too much. And like, I think the very first day, Hinata's making like tea in the kitchen and he opens one of the drawers and there's a gun in there. And Alan immediately like yells at him. He's like, what are you doing? I told you not to go snooping. He's like, oh, I was just, I was just looking for the sugar. And I'm like, why do you keep the gun next to the sugar in the kitchen? You tape it under the, the dining room table like every self-respecting assassin, duh. But uh, aside from that little incident, uh, it's mostly smooth sailing uh, in the route as a whole. And Alan really truly appears to be pretty normal, but every so often he lets his facade slip and he reveals a much more intense personality. He rarely lets others get too close to him. And when pressed about his past, Alan always manages to change the subject. He's confident in his abilities and often uses his looks to charm people into giving them what he wants. And I mean, Hinata is immediately charmed by him. I think Hinata says at least 10 times before the end of the first chapter that about how hot Alan is and how he's really, really pretty. He's the most handsomest handsome of all the handsomes that ever handsomed. And it's, it's a boys love game. I mean, I'm not expecting depth, but you know, I'd like you to ease me into the, he wants to be with the boy situation. Um, but I did like that this route, like Brad's route, takes the time to establish a friendship between Alan and Hinata. It was nice to see them just hanging out and laughing and going on little dates and things. Um, and just being two guys getting to know each other rather than just jumping straight into the sex and the fondling and the I love you's like they kind of did with Chad's route. 
And I mean, there's dangerous stuff going on. Like there are assassins after Alan in this route and he has to kind of like navigate getting away from these assassins that are coming after him while also protecting Hinata from everything. But you really get the sense that you know who he is by the end of the route. And it makes the relationship building much more um, organic than it does in Chad's route. Brad's route does it probably better than Alan's, but Alan's is... It's a pretty solid route if you're looking at for a way to just ease into the story. Um, and then there's, of course, our protagonist, Hinata. So Hinata is this innocent young bunny who just gets, <laughs> he has the worst day imaginable. He gets a scholarship to go to this elite university in New York City, and he gets a free apartment with it. And he packs up his bags, leaves everything behind, comes to New York, and he finds that someone has stolen his identity. He enrolled in his school and he gets kicked out by security with nobody listening to him. And he's trying to tell people that he's the real Hinata and no one listens to him. And he's just so upset. He also has no money. So he goes to the place where he's supposed to be staying and his, his, his apartment and someone is already living there. So he's like in the middle of Times Square when we meet him moping and trying to figure out what is going on he's like why woe is me I have no school I have no apartment and that's when Chad just slinks on up and he's like hey pretty boy um what's a what's a handsome young thing like you stay you know doing sitting around here all on your lonesome and Hinata is weirded out of course because who wouldn't be and Chad says you know I'd love to help you out come stay at my apartment and anyone else in any normal situation would be like fuck off and run to the police but Hinata takes him up on his offer and he stays with them and the bulk of the, the bulk of his character development is through these love interests Hinata kind of plays off of their energy and their mood so he he has a personality there there's something there he can be feisty he can be um he can have some agency in the the way the story goes but for the most part, he plays off of the other love interest. And it's a little sad because you get these little glimmers, these little, these little, little, little glimmers of personality out of him where like Chad will come on to him and he'll tell him to go F off or him and Brad will have a conversation about, you know, their lives and how different they are. And it's an in-depth conversation. But then the next minute it's, oh, he's the most handsome man I've ever seen. I think I love him. Or, oh, why is my heart beating so fast? I don't know what this feeling is. What will I ever do? Or one of the guys pushes him down and he's like, oh no, I am in a compromised position. What am I to do with my life? And you're wondering, you're left wondering where was that, that, that energy, that vigor from earlier where you were telling him to go F off or where you were standing up to this crowd of gangsters, where was that energy? Where's that energy now? And it's kind of hard to get a pin on who Hinata is as a character. And I, I, I said at one point to a friend of mine that it gave me whiplash because one minute he's this well-defined, strong lead. And the next he's your run of the mill boys love Uke, who's just ready to take it and doesn't fight back. And it was really, really just frustrating because I, I wanted more from this story but I, I mean you get what you get especially from a mobile port of a game so you know it is what it is and so for my overall thoughts so like I said mo my dangerous life is a port of a mobile game and from what I've been told the translation in the mobile release was just god awful 
Thankfully, the translation underwent a huge overhaul for the Steam release, and aside for some awkward phrasing and a typo or every now and again, I didn't see anything egregious or just really just like, oh my god, what is this? Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is Quinn Rose's localization of Alice in the Heart, which for those of you who don't know, is awful, unreadable, absolutely unreadable, and 10 is Hakuoki. Uh, this game clocks in at a solid 6 on the translation-o-meter. It's not the best, but it's still pretty solid. It's readable, there aren't any, you know, glaring errors or mistakes, and I can get through it without needing to mentally correct it in my head before, you know, making choices. Uh, the premise is interesting enough. It just gets kind of bogged down by the writing. My Dangerous Life is a hot mess. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a mess. It's a mess from start to finish. The story is convoluted and messy, and the characters are absolutely bonkers. There are times when I just could not take this game serious. I mean, you have kidnapping, stolen, stolen identities, assassins, gang wars. It's a lot to process at once. And, but the premise is good. You have this innocent person who comes to the New York. He has his identity stolen. He has to figure out who stole his identity and why. And then he gets roped into with these other guys who live these dangerous lifestyles. And it's a perfect opportunity to kind of explore the underbelly of the city while also having this underlying mis mystery that you have to solve about Hinata and what's going on in the background. And the story just doesn't do enough with it. It, it, it it kind it just something always suffers and most of the time it's the character development um you usually get a resolution to the hinata storyline um you usually figure out who did it why they did it and whatever by the end and then he goes to school and that's the happy ending but the love interests don't get fully fleshed out um their problems and their issues are pretty surface level and I would have loved 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 to see them as people and not just characters going through the motions because the plot demands that they do it and it, it's it's just one of the more frustrating parts of the story because it has so much potential and it's just wasted on this god-awful game um yeah it's just oh it's so terrible it's so terrible like each route focuses on its own unique story that's specific to the past love interest and there are levels to the ridiculousness like I went with Chad's route first and that was a huge mistake he is an absolute horrible person and his route has so many weird twists and turns to the point that I never knew what the hell was going on it just it does not make for a good story if I don't know what's going on how am I supposed to relate to these characters and feel invested in the you know have there be actual stakes in what's going on in the story I I spent most of the time confused and by the time I got to the end I was just like okay thank god that's over I don't I don't ever want to go back and play that again um I just want to move on and forget this even happened but then you get to Brad and Alan's routes and they're a bit better they're not as they're not as exciting as Chad's route. Chad, Chad's route had a lot of action and events and things just coming at you left and right. But Brad and Chad's or Brad and Alan's routes um, kind of trade in the cheap thrills and the gimmicks for you know for actual character development and actual actually focusing on these characters and you really get to see Hinata interact with Brad and Alan as people. 
they go on dates, they go out, they, they have conversations about their lives and issues that they've dealt with in their lives and their families and things. And you really do feel like you get to know them. But in Chad's route, it's just like stuff, 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 just being thrown at you. And you never get a chance to really sit down and marinate on the story or the characters or what's actually happening um, in the game. And that's really to his detriment. But Alan and Brad, they're okay. They're just not the most exciting stories, but they're okay. They're okay. They're fine. Um, and yeah, it just, it was a mess. The game is set in New York City, and it's very clear that the team working on the game did not really do their homework on American culture because so much, <laughs> so much is wrong with this. Brad's in a gang, and it's the most cliche, stereotypical gang you could ever imagine. It's like if you only ever learned about gangs and mobs through TV shows without actually learning the, the social hierarchy or the structure of the character, or the, the individuals in these, these organizations and how they interact with each other and how they interact with the, the you know, community. It's just really surface level, like the rest of this game, it's very surface level. Um, and it's, it's just disappointing. And then of course there are the names. I mean, Chad, Brad, and Alan, who thought that was a good idea? I want to know who thought naming them Chad, Brad, and Alan was a good idea. I understand that this game is set in America, so they were trying to find American names, but why not Mark? Why not Dave? You know, something something that's not Chad, Brad, and Alan. And I'm also going to stay forever upset at the fact that Alan's name does not rhyme with Chad and Brad. Missed opportunity, totally a missed opportunity, and I'm the game suffers for it, so it's terrible. Um... So after, so after I played Chad's route, I felt moved to look up reviews because I had such mixed feelings about the game as a whole and I needed to know what other people thought. And I was genuinely surprised to see that the response was pretty positive. And I'm like, did we even play the same game? I mean, every review I've read praises the hell out of this game. And I don't even know if I'm, I don't even know if it's that I'm missing something or if years of playing games has made me very cynical because the game is just not good. At best, My Dangerous Life is one of those games that's so bad it's kind of good, but only if you don't take it too seriously, which is a shame because the art is gorgeous. Like they got the same artist who worked on the Men of Yoshiwara series. And it's tragic to see such great character designs being used in such a subpar game. It's like, why put in the effort for this pile of shit? Ah, mm, it's frustrating. Um, the music is good too. Like all of the background music is this like really nice jazzy um, background like instrumentals and it's really cool. It's really smooth. It really gets you kind of like in the mood for just like chilling. It's like lo-fi and I love it. And the opening theme is really upbeat. It's kind of Englishy, but like it's good. It's salvageable. Um, but there's one thing that I simply cannot overlook and that is the use of gospel music in the ending theme. So after my first playthrough, I was at the end of Chad's route and we're at the scene where 
they're kind of confessing their feelings for one another and Chad is like telling Hinata about his his kinky teacher student fetish fantasy and all of a sudden this music starts playing and at first I thought it was just a revamped version of the opening theme but no it's it's gospel music it's like actual gospel music I, I don't mean I don't mean choral music with like a choir going ah. no I mean gospel music I mean gospel music down south hand clapping foot stomping holy ghost having gospel music and I just I don't understand I don't understand why that was a choice but what's even worse is no one else is talking about this and I have it on good authority that the gospel music was not in the original mobile game I actually asked a friend who played the original mobile game if there was gospel music in it and she told me no so this is something that the localization team added for this new steam port and I don't understand why the hell the localization team thought this was a good idea. I don't understand why the localization team chose to use a song about the love of Jesus in this dumpster fire of a boy's love game. Who the fuck thought that was okay? Just who thought that was okay? It doesn't make any sense. I just, it's so, it's so inappropriate. Like you have these declarations of love set to a chorus of voices chanting Jesus. It's, it's, oh my God, it's awful. It's so awful. There's just no words for how batshit crazy that is. And it's just the cherry on top of this clusterfuck of a game. I just, mind boggling, just mind boggling. Just, I don't understand. I'm still not, I'm still not fully understanding why this is a thing. Ugh shudders just shuddering over here because it's it's I'm, it's been a it's been a while since i played it's been a week and i'm still upset about that choice it was just dumb it really took me out of the mood of the game it really just like every gameplay after that i was just kind of going through the motions because i i couldn't understand how badly this had derailed oh it's frustrating so my final assessment my dangerous life is wild and part of me is convinced this game is some weird fever dream I had brought on by months of social distancing because there's no way this is real but alas my bank account and my steam library have affirmed that yes this is indeed a real game that I bought with real American dollars and I can never get my money back I tried um, I don't know if I can in good faith recommend this game because it has a lot of issues, like a lot of issues, but there's something to be, there's something oddly captivating about it just the same, almost in a, you know, Tommy Wiseau's The Room, so bad it's good kind of way. I laughed, I cried, I cried a lot, I cried a lot. I nearly pulled out my hair and I got braids in so that hurts. And I mean, if you want to give this Wonka Doodle game a play, have at it. I'm not going to stop anybody from playing a game. And for better or worse, My Dangerous Life is a game I won't soon forget. And if you want to go through this pain, by all means, 
have at it, do it. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting and it's not something you forget easily. It, it, it definitely stays with you long after the credits roll. And if you're looking for something outrageous and cheap and just something you don't have to think about, this is the game for you. You don't have to think while playing My Dangerous Life. Thank you for listening to my first ever podcast episode. If you're interested in reading the written review that I wrote uh, for My Dangerous Life, head over to blurdyotome.com to read that and other fun gaming content. This is my first time doing something like this with one of my reviews and I kind of like it. So expect more of these little podcast episodes in the future. If you want to keep up with me, be sure to follow the blog or stalk my social media channels. I'll put those in the description of the episode. And that's it for this episode. Catch you all later.